Welcome to Digital First Leadership, the podcast that focuses on helping leaders and teams understand how to master the language of social media in today's digital first world. Welcome to the Digital First Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bliss, and thank you for joining me. In the past two years, as we've had this show, we've had the opportunity of having guests come on who are leaders in their industry, leading the way in a variety of different areas, and today is no exception. Our guest today is Thomas Stanley, President and Chief Revenue Officer of Chainalysis. Now, Chainalysis is a blockchain data platform that provides cryptocurrency security and compliance. So, Thomas, thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's an honor to be here to hang out for a bit. It is fun to hang out. We've known each other for quite a while. And so I think this is the first time, though, that we've ever gotten together in this kind of format, isn't it? Yeah, Rich, usually I get to uh, give you a hard time, but I think it's in reverse today. I'm excited about being your guinea. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate that. You know, now, Thomas, one of the things for the listening audience that would Mm -hmm. be helpful is Chainalysis. You've been with Chainalysis a short amount of time. Uh, You've joined them as their president and chief revenue officer. But it would be really helpful, particularly in today's world of cybersecurity, to help us understand how does Chainalysis fit into the ecosystem of cryptocurrency today? Well, first of all, Rich, again, thanks for having me here. So if you think about Chainalysis, think about the blockchain and crypto at its core. For it to realize its maximum opportunity, you, you need not only the enablement side, right, the technology that helps you enable the way companies use crypto and NFTs and do transactions in banking and finance and retail, et cetera. You also need the disablement side, right? You need intelligence and insight to bad actors that are doing things that prohibit the good actors from realizing the market opportunity. So here we are, chain analysis as a SaaS-based company that provides the software that gives true visibility and intelligence across the blockchain, both on those transactions we want to see go through that are truly trusted transactions and those transactions that are fraudulent and where we can help law enforcement entities around the world take action where bad things happen. You know, that's interesting because in today's world, I mean, blockchain's been around for a little while. Right. We're, everybody's heard of Bitcoin and that type of thing. But the circumstances in the world today have cryptocurrency is not going away, is it? No, no, it's, it's not going away. You know, I was, when I was looking at this market opportunity, I thought about what is truly revolutionary. And crypto is that, you know, your children and grandchildren, my children, grandchildren, they won't care about traditional check ledgers and, and other ledgers. They won't care about carrying around, you know, 60 euro or pound or USD or you name it. Right. They're going to want to do everything they can digitally. And so in this digital world, and I'm so glad you have this podcast platform. Think about how much faster we can transact. Right. I mean, if you heard, you know, the president speak from the Ukraine about how money poured in to help the Ukrainians because, you know, they knew they needed help and they didn't have to go through four to five days of all sorts of red tape. People could move crypto funds in to help them buy the necessary supplies to help the citizens in the Ukraine. Now, Tim, you couldn't do that. Right. right. You didn't and, have this technology available. And so Chainalysis is sitting in that space where then you can validate, protect the because we mentioned the word compliance because there's a compliance yeah. need here also, right? And so help us understand what does that compliance mean? So, so if you think about entities where 
activity is going on today. Someone needs to make sure that that transaction is coming from a trusted, reliable source, from the from the you know from the source to the target, right? And we can give visibility that hey, that is a legitimate transaction. That is not some fishing expedition of funds that are going to be identifying a you know a target who means well who's going to now be you know have a ransomware attack or some other attack. So someone needs to sit on the software platform with the software intelligence to say, see that transaction through. That is a trusted transaction. Equally so, when people know transactions are going through, they may try to hop in there to do something illicit. How do we shut that transaction down? And so using Chainalysis software, you can do that type of work. Got it. All right. And so the type of clients then that, um, that are relying on this platform are financial institutions, governments? I mean, who are we looking at that are really looking to use this? So fantastic point. So, so our user base today, we think of as the entire world. Our belief is that at some point in time, the entire world will go crypto. But in this earliest stages, you have to have the governments, the regulators, the banking and you know financial institutions, right? So they've been core to legitimizing and blockchain and crypto uh, to the mainstream. Got it. So in your role, because you've stepped into this role recently. And so one of the questions then is, is that what opportunity did you see? I mean, you've kind of touched on it, right? It's impacting down the road. It's going to, it's going to be something that's around for a long time, but you have traditionally come from uh, an established, well-established industry. Uh, you and I met at NetApp many years ago, a company that's been around for 25, 30 years right? And you stepped into now a, an organization and an opportunity that's vastly different than where you came from. What, what did you see as you stepped into this role? I, I, saw, I saw speed. I saw technology relevance. I saw the opportunity to remove the intermediaries. So if you think about one of the concepts and capabilities around the blockchain are smart contracts. And so as you think about real estate, if you should think about insurance, there are so many ways that if you could create a smart contract that existed on the blockchain that allowed two parties that agreed to have a trusted environment to just transact so much more seamlessly and faster than they've ever done before. I thought about the person that has a, you know, I mentioned Ukraine, but it could be any sort of need, right? Someone can have a medical need and they need funds raised, right? And so creating a trusted platform for dollars to get to the place that are needed and it might take several days. I thought about dealing with, in the US, what we call the Federal Reserve and that $300 a month that a family member's trying to get to someone else and they're not being taxed you know, 10% of that $300. So instead of $270 making it to that person after four or five days, what about 298, 299 or almost $300 making it to that person in seconds? Right. And so I just saw this revolution and this opportunity to say, how can we add speed and scale and trust and transparency to the way people do business and make the world a better place? I got to tell you, I certainly feel that I just uh, I bank with two major banks for a variety of reasons. Right. And I moved some money out of my business account to my personal account. The business is with one bank. The personal is with another bank. And they're like, okay, it'll take five days. And oh, by the way, <laughs> you've lost, right? And you've lost access to that money 
right now. As soon right. as you hit transfer, you don't have that money and it'll be five days until you get it back. And I'm thinking, where's that money for the last, for the next five days? What are they doing with it? It's not like there's a truck and a shovel and they had to load one truck and then sh- it's not like dirt that they're moving. So I can certainly appreciate that just happened to me this week. So I can certainly appreciate that. Right. Oh, yeah. and, and if you're like most folks, you know, you probably had to pay a tax bill sometime recently. Right. And you're sitting here like, yeah. it's my money. And it's sitting in one resource that I have a relationship and I'm trying to get it to another resource that I have a relationship and I'm tied up into the arduous things that they do to make that transaction happen. You know, yeah. just. Yeah, it makes, so, it, it makes it a little rough. It's, you know, speed, scale, trust is what is what we're about. It's what we're now, about. In your role, I got to believe that stepping into this role um, from a leadership standpoint is that because you're, is your team all present? Because you're in the uh, today, I think you're in the Washington, D.C. office. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. I'm in the Washington, D.C. office today, but team is around the globe. We're operating in over 30 countries today because all these countries have the same issues, right? They want trust and transparency in the blockchain. They want to be able to have smart contracts. They want to be able to move funds around and support financial entities. And so, and governments want to be able to tax. Think about risk the number of athletes and other individuals who say, I want my professional contract in a particular currency now, in a, in a cryptocurrency. How does the government entity tax for that? Yeah. Right? So- Tax authorities then work with us and say, hey, chain analysis, because it's digital, because it's on the blockchain, and because it's always there to be viewed, can you help us with the software analytics to know exactly what to charge Mr. Richard Bliss on his tax statement <laughs> as he does, does business in crypto? No, 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 don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. I, I can understand that. Now, as you, the team is growing, I know that you're, you've got... Um, uh, opportunities for those who are looking to be involved with crypto, right? There's job, you and I have talked about this, that the, the company's growing, there's positions that are open. How do you build that culture? How do you identify and connect with these individuals that maybe you'll never meet in person uh, ever? Maybe it'll be a while, but it might not be ever that you meet some of these individuals. How do you start to build that and lead? Because you're really good at that motivation, rallying the troops, setting that direction. So how do you go about doing that? Wow, I, I need to tell you a little bit of of a story that, um, you know, people talk about the goods and bads that have happened with COVID. I think one of the good things I, I learned on my, my career the last two plus years is the people that are really good, it doesn't matter what environment you're in, if they can understand the value proposition of the company that they're working for and how it lands at a customer, they can do it on a virtual means, they can do it via video, they can do it via audio only, and they can certainly do it having a cup of coffee, tea, lunch, or dinner. And I think a lot of us grew up building relationships with clients that were too much to the latter, right? It was all about if I can build a relationship with the customer and do it over dinner, et cetera, I can go sell them my product. What I learned during COVID is go hire people that are mission-oriented. And then this space is all about how do you really help the customer advance his or her business? If you can find those kind of people and you can tell them we're doing something that is truly revolutionary in chain houses. We're helping the world build trust in something that's here to stay, which is crypto. 
right? And that you can work with the banks, you can work with the crypto companies, you can work with the, you know, the exchanges, the government regulators to make something real that they all need to adopt. And so um, it's quite frankly been easy finding folks that are willing to lean in. You know, some time ago, folks may have thought it was a risk. Now they think it's a necessity. Right? I gotta believe, yeah, I got to believe that, uh, that 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 is so accurate because, you know, it wasn't that long ago where crypto was just kind of seen as the fringe as right. some kind of you're going to lose your money. You're going to lose it. Right. And now it is OK. It's at the ground floor. We're seeing enough ecosystem players like chain analysis that are coming on board that, oh, how do I want to be playing in this space? Right. It's not an if it's now when. It is. And, and what I would tell you is, you know, as much as it was viewed as on the fringe, you and I know how bad news travels. Right. I always tell people the top 10, you know, worst places in the country to live or wherever. Also the top 10 best. Right. There's good and bad in, in all of it. And the same is true in the crypto world. Less than one percent of the activities we find are the bad illicit activities. Think about that. Less than one percent. So as That's much as we, much as we talk about all the badness, what you need to worry about. And it's true. It's less than the ninety nine plus percent are great things that are possible because crypto exists and because we provide that transparency in the transactions. When you uh, look for somebody to join your team or you work with a team, you've had some opportunity of working with some great leaders over the years. What do you look for as a characteristic uh, as an individual who comes forward? I mean, because right now, hiring somebody who has deep understanding of the crypto space is probably limited because there's yeah, not a whole lot of people, right? It's not like you're going to have some guy who's got 10 years, 20 years of experience in this space. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. So I mentioned being mission-oriented. You and I, you know, we met at NetApp. I, you know, used to work for a gentleman named Tom Mendoza. Sure. Talked about, you know, building a company we'd be proud of, people we'd be delighted to be associated with folks that are, are like-minded and want to do good things, right? And so I've always said, you know, we can be aligned on the mission and the goal, but we also need to do it the right way. And so I'm always looking for high character people, folks that are intellectually curious. I remember having a conversation with my daughter. She's, you know, she's going off to graduate school and got a few job opportunities. And I was talking to her about, hey, don't just answer the question in the interview, have a dialogue demonstrate intellectual curiosity. So that's the kind of people I'm looking for, right? People that want to do something truly revolutionary that, that changes the world, right? And, and are willing to take a little bit of a risk, but it's all a risk. You're just betting on you. Rich, you bet on yourself every day, right? right. So I like people that are willing to bet on themselves to do something that's never been done before. And I like that, that betting on themselves. Any, anybody you can find who's willing to bet on themselves is somebody you want on your team. Because That's you right. know they're going to stay on te your team as long as you continue to provide them an opportunity for them to be successful, yeah. right? And I've always believed that. Uh, it's how I, I drive my own team. I really I like that answer. As, as we uh, – and obviously, anytime we can – it's a joke here at the company at Bliss Point that uh, anytime Tom Mendoza's name comes up, it's a drinking game. We all have to take a drink. I've got my bottle of water here, so i got to take a drink. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have a drink too. There you go. Here, here, here's Tom Mendoza. I mean, uh, just in a, a fabulous person and leader. And again, I think, you know, Tom and Rob Salmon and the team there during the day, I think they knew they wanted a company that they'd be proud to be associated with. But that starts with the people. 
You know, yeah. folks talk about the culture you want to build. And I say, who are the people you want to be associated with? How will you know they have your back? I mean, as I, I'm building a team here at Chain Houses, I'm often making sure folks know I'll roll up my sleeves and get my hands just as dirty as required to uh, make sure we win together, right? And folks knowing you have your back is something I, I saw at a prior company that, that stays with me. I think that's a, that's a really good foundational element. And that can come across no matter if you're in person or you're in a virtual environment, if you're oh, in yeah. a different culture, different country, different, different, it doesn't matter, right? When you know that I'm starting to see as, as the, as COVID kind of winds down and we all start to go back to the, to work. I, I made an observation for somebody yesterday where they have had tremendous success at being an influence in their company. And then I pointed out to them that you've not met in person, almost anybody you work with. Yep. Right. Yet it's becoming more and more aware that you have made an incredible contribution to an extended team far beyond the people that she works with, but the people who ask for and seek her guidance. And so I, I think that as all of us as leaders, as we continue to move into this environment, I like what you've said is we used to think I had to be in person. I had to have lunch with them, spend a golf course, round of <laughs> golf with them. And now it's like, no. No, can yeah. we get on a Zoom call and I can get to know you a little bit? Let's talk. And then, and that's hence why we refer to it as digital first. Our yeah, well, it is. it is. But can I just jump in real quick? Absolutely. Also, the customers are so well informed now. The one thing we all have in common is we only get 24 hours in a day. And so, how do you make sure whether that customer who can't meet with you in person, when they get a few minutes online with you, at video conference, et cetera, how do you make sure you squeeze out every ounce of value for them? And they really appreciate that. And so I'm trying to make sure I hire people that go, time is precious. And when the customer or any audience spends it with you, make sure they get a great return on their time with you. And that is often done through a zoom call rather than a hey let's take you know two three hours out for lunch or a dinner yeah, absolutely and that's a great that's a great way to wrap it up thomas i want to say thank you very much for your insights both on chainalysis the crypto space as well as your own leadership uh insights it's always a pleasure to talk to you uh there's probably you can hear some crows in the background i don't know if you can hear that i mean because i have crows that show up about this time every day so it's always fun to to have them my tent here in my backyard Thank you very much. People can find Chainalysis at Chainalysis.com. Is that right? That, that is correct. Rich, thanks for having me. And uh, I appreciate the time together. Oh, it's always been good. And so uh, you've been listening to this episode of the Digital First Leadership. My guest has been Thomas Stanley, President and Chief Revenue Officer of Chainalysis. If you are interested in finding out more, I encourage you to reach out to Thomas on LinkedIn or go check out Chainalysis.com. Thanks for listening. Take care. You've been listening to Digital First Leadership, the podcast where you learn to leverage and build your expertise on digital platforms. For more valuable tips on mastering the language of social media, subscribe to our newsletter at blisspointconsult.com. If you'd like to stay in touch, feel free to add Richard on LinkedIn and join the conversation.